Hi, everyone. I'm super excited to kick off this episode with Jay Harris, who is my podcast coach and an amazing entrepreneur. It's been almost 15 episodes for the Builders Build podcast. On the show, I always think about, you know, how can I and the Builders Build team provide more content, more useful for your listeners around the world, for entrepreneurs, founders, aspiring as well. That's why I'm pretty excited to be launching this new segment of Builders Build podcast. I name it Workshops, but essentially it's going to help founders be better at one very specific topic. And today that topic is about podcasting and expressing yourself better. So Jay here is my podcast coach for the Builders Build podcast and has been super experienced in the podcast world, having launched many podcasts of its own and being great hosts on those shows. So Jay, thanks so much for being here. Tell us more about your podcast and your journey of the podcast world. Hey, George, happy to be here, buddy. Thanks for inviting me onto the show. I know you've been having ton of success. I've been listening to the episodes, so it's amazing to, to be included as one of your guests. Some of them might be aspiring entrepreneurs. Some of them might be founders already. I think communication, Jay, has always been a big topic. Like many founders like myself before wasn't, weren't able to express ourselves very clearly. And personally, I think podcasting might be a good tool for it. Uh, so before we touch into all that, Jay, tell us more about your journey as a podcast host. How did you get into the podcast world and what are your shows about? Yeah, I think my journey into it was a little different than most podcast hosts. I got started at the end of 2020 uh, during the pandemic. So I had just come out of my MBA program and I recognized that I had done most of the program online and really hadn't met anyone. <laughs> That's sort of the reason why people go into an MBA program in the first place is to meet people. Yeah. But it just, it didn't work out that way for me because of the lockdown and everything. <laughs> and it's time to get a job and I didn't know anyone and no one is going to hire a stranger. So I had to figure out how to meet people. And I thought podcasting is probably the way to do that because you can interview people in your field and interview people at companies that you want to work for. So I started the podcasting, started a marketing podcast with the intention of meeting someone and hopefully getting a job. And it worked out. I met someone who introduced me to someone else and, and that person eventually hired me. I still have that job working with a marketing technology company mm -hmm. and that's going pretty good. But along the way, I figured out that I really love podcasting. I sort of, I consider myself to be an artist and podcast on my medium. And I just do my best to help other people tell their stories with my podcast. Mm -hmm. And one podcast turned into two, turned into three, turned into four. And now it's a whole podcast network. I'm helping other people to start their podcast and doing some work to maybe even launch a podcast player app. Wow. It's all coming together really That's well. That's amazing. Talk to us more about the Web3 Podcast Network, which Jay, you're the founder of. What made you start the podcast network in Web3? Yeah. So initially I was doing my podcast were about marketing and I just like, it's just sort of like by chance, I happened to interview someone who was one of the OGs in crypto punks. Mm -hmm. I had been into cryptocurrencies myself for quite a number of years, but I didn't really consider it to be a topic that would be interested for a podcast. But uh, I met somebody who was really early on in the NFT game and he offered to come onto the podcast. So I interviewed him and that episode just did so much better in terms of downloads and engagement than any of the other episodes before. I sort of thought it was a fluke, but then a couple episodes later, I, I interviewed someone else 
who was talking about Web3 and the whole development of blockchain and cryptocurrencies. And that episode did even better than the first yeah. one. And I think by the second time around, I had figured it out. Okay, look, it's def <laughs> we're definitely going to make a Web3 podcast now. <laughs> and then that was really the entry point for, that's how I was able to bring together Web3 and podcasting. Mm -hmm. It's pretty interesting. Like, are you, Jay, the host of all the four shows that you mentioned right now? Are you hosting all four? At the moment, I am. <laughs> but I'm also recognizing that that's not sustainable. There's no way to, to scale that. I can't make copies of myself. <laughs> so I'm also yeah. working with some other folks that, that I've met online, met on LinkedIn, met through podcasting who want to start their own shows and helping them to start little podcast mini series. And some people are partnering with me and coming on as co-hosts and we're hosting some shows together. So that's also going pretty well, but we're still early stages. So yeah, I think it's interesting, Jay, you mentioned you already have you know, a full-time job, still has a full-time job while being like able to create so many podcasts. I think a thing for founders or for entrepreneurs alike who are thinking about launching a podcast, I think their first objection might be, it is very time-consuming, which, I, which I, I can understand. It's very time-consuming. So what is it like for you, Jay? What would you say to those folks like about time-consuming? How much time do you spend podcasting right now? I spend most of my free time doing it. So okay. as I get done with the day job, I'm either meeting someone to talk about podcasting or meeting someone to record a podcast or editing a podcast. But I'd say for most people, it doesn't need to be that time consuming. The most time consuming part of being a podcaster is actually editing the podcast. And to be honest, there's no reason why anyone really needs to edit their own podcast because there are lots of services, lots of people who will do that for you for a really small fee. So we've all heard of Upwork and Fiverr, and, and there are lots of these services that are available online. You can get someone to edit a one hour podcast for you for, you know, 20 bucks, 10 bucks, maybe not very expensive at all. So if you're doing four episodes a month, you can estimate that maybe you'll spend $80 in the month for editing your podcast. And that's really the most time consuming part of it. The other things that you probably have to do are going to be finding guests and actually recording the episode. And maybe that works out to be two or three hours per episode. So maybe two or three hours. Yeah, you, I think you're right, Jay. Like for a podcaster, so if you can automate editing, so I'm guessing, is it right to assume that if the founder wants to do one episode a week, they're only spending about two hours a week on it or three hours a week? Probably, yeah. They're, you're going to need to reach out to the people mm -hmm. that you want to interview. And maybe that takes a bit of back and forth, a few emails back and forth. There's some time that goes into for each episode. And then there's some time that goes into actually having the recording. Mm -hmm. So you can think about it the same way. It probably takes the same amount of time to book a meeting with someone who you've never met before. And then the time that goes into actually having that conversation. But it's actually much easier than booking that cold calling someone and having a meeting. I'd say from my side, I've reached out to several dozen people, maybe a hundred by now in, in terms of trying to get podcasts, guests, the overwhelming majority of them have said yes. Like 90% of the people I've reached mm -hmm. out to have said yes. So it's much easier to get a podcast guest than it is to cold call. That's very true. And I'm glad you mentioned that, Jay. The second objection I think most founders have about launching a podcast is a, is a by defi definition, quote unquote success, right? Like I think many people think about launching a podcast, like maybe their goal or my goal, maybe anyone's goal is to launch a podcast onto the podcast charts, right? The iTunes top 50 podcast or Spotify top 50 podcast. So 
I think that mentality, I'm just wondering, what do you think about what success should mean for an average podcaster? Yeah, it depends on what your goals are for the podcast, right? Or if you're starting a podcast to a, a podcast as a business owner, it could be that part of that is for mm -hmm. marketing and you want to get, you want people to sort of find out about you organically. It could be that it's for sales and you're interviewing prospective mm -hmm. clients. Some, for some persons, the podcast is really just about the numbers. You want as many people to listen mm -hmm. to it as possible so that you can start getting in sponsors. And it's definitely possible to start a podcast and sort of within the first week, get to those iTunes top <laughs> 50 chats, but that takes a lot of marketing yeah. effort, right? Just like anything else you've got to put spend those marketing dollars to make sure that your podcast is getting it. Yeah. I think for an entrepreneur, I think Jay, like maybe their goal is actually just talking to more people, prospective partners, prospective clients. I think that's why you also launched your first marketing podcast. So if that is their goal. Should their expectation just be booking as many guests as they can on the shows? What should the their KPIs, let's say, be for those? Yeah, it's definitely booking as many guests as possible and just having really great conversations with those guests. I think a lot of people put a lot of thought and consideration into the number of downloads mm -hmm. that they get. But if, you, if your podcast is really about having conversations and making and building relationships, building strategic partnerships, then your focus wouldn't be on the downloads. It would be on, am I getting the right types of guests into my podcast? Are these conversations then converting into real relationships? And then do those relationships then convert into actual mm -hmm. business? That's really the selling point or the, the metric that you should use for your podcast mm -hmm. if you're coming at it. Okay, that's super interesting. So I think let's maybe talk about another objection that founders might have, Jay, and that is, I'm not a great communicator. I've heard that so many times, especially if you think about the founders that and entrepreneurs that we've met on a daily basis, many of them are great communicators, but they're afraid of being communicative on a public way. For example, putting on a public display, making it available down on Spotify or a YouTube live stream or Twitter live stream. So that objection I think is valid. And I think Jay, we a great communicator. When you started your podcasting, do you start your podcast because you believe you're a great communicator. Tell us more about your story. <laughs> yeah, definitely not. Uh, I was not a great communicator. Even now, I don't think of myself as a great communicator. But if you listen to the podcast, it may not sound like that because generally with a podcast, mm -hmm. as long as you're not doing it live, there's the opportunity to edit the podcast afterwards. In real life, I stutter and stammer. <laughs> and do all of that stuff fall, skip, fall over my words and skip words and all kinds of things. But you know, when, after the podcast is done editing and it's available to the public, <laughs> it sounds like I'm running for president. It sounds amazing, but that's because that's the, the power of editing, right? You can definitely get some stuff changed so that it makes you look better. But then I'd say at the same time, for the most mm. part, the audience doesn't care. The people who are listening to your podcast are really forgiving because podcast is really thought of as casual entertainment and lots of people show up to learn. Yes, but they're not because it's free. No one is thinking that you've got to eloquent and all of your words have mm -hmm. to be perfect. People are fine. If you screw up a little every once in a while, if the, if you make a mistake and then you come back and you correct it, that's absolutely fine. Audiences are very forgiving with podcasts. Okay. 
I'd also want to talk about not like in terms of making advertising dollars, but like seeing results for your new pocket, right? I think it's, it's very different from launching a startup or, um, or doing something different. It's like launching a music that your music might not take off until your, you know, 10th album or your hundredth song or something. So I'm, I'm trying, I'm actually seeing the same thing happening in the podcast world. Like when you're not even reaching 50 episodes or it's hard your podcast to really take off in a sense that, you know, has huge download numbers, you know, huge, are your, you no, know, first 20 like episodes, first 30 episodes, do they have a great viewership numbers. up front? If you're doing it organically, like most people do, it's pretty tough to mm -hmm. get people to listen. And that's, I think that's inherent in podcasting because if you check out the pod, the main podcast player apps, there isn't like a lot of ways of discovering new podcasts. And then on top of that, Spotify just released some numbers recently. Mm -hmm. They said they have 4.4 million podcasts on their platform, which is ridiculous. There's so many podcasts. There's no way for a new podcast to really be surfaced. And so a lot of what goes in making sure that people are able to find your podcast and listen to it is all yeah. about self-marketing and self-branding. So, and that takes some time, right? It takes time for you to figure out exactly what your niche is and who are the type of guests mm -hmm. that you want, you need to bring on to, to reach out to your audience and to get them engaged. So that takes a couple of months. I'd say it was maybe about six or so months before I really figured mm -hmm. out what I needed to, and then maybe another six or so months before it really started taking off. And it was something that I really felt that I could start sharing some of those numbers the public. But the, the thing that kept me going was just that I enjoyed doing it. I enjoyed having the conversations with mm -hmm. the guests. I enjoyed mm -hmm. meeting people and bringing them into my world, hearing about their stories and finding ways to, to help them along with what they were doing. I think podcasting gave me, because, you know, a lot of times you want to reach out to someone mm -hmm. and especially if you're coming out of school. Uh, you don't necessarily have anything to offer. Like yep. when I was coming out of the MBA program, there wasn't a lot that I had to give. If I asked to meet someone for a coffee chat, yep. they exactly. sort of knew right off the bat that, okay, this person just wants to get some information or maybe they want me to be a reference to them or something like that. And they're sort of doing it as charity. But when you have a podcast, then you have something to offer. And you're able to have these really cool conversations and people mm -hmm. are mm -hmm. as guided and they share a lot more information with you. And so I fell in love with those conversations. It, it just allowed for me having a podcast, just allowed for me to be a lot more confident, I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that's such a great point, Jay. I think even in my, in my personal journey, I reach a lot of founders and many of them are actually so helpful. And I think, but I think especially after launching my casts, I'm able to build deeper relationships um, with those founders. Um, because for an hour, right, crossing multiple topics, you have like the pre-interview process and where it's probably like 10 anything uh, random, just, you know, the atmosphere going. I think that's such an amazing opportunity to get to speak to someone in that way. Um, I think a listener, all listeners may ask like, okay, um, my podcast stuff, I'm a little bit afraid to ask for the game to come on because I'm a little bit not confident in my, my show on my oh, inaugural yeah. episode. Uh, what are your thoughts really on simple. that, Jay? Like, what would you speak to them? You to just them. invite people that you already know. And that just sort of helps you to get going and figure out what your rhythm is for the podcast. It can be your friends, your coworkers, schoolmates, neighbors, like that. People who you know and who you can trust. And persons who aren't necessarily going to look down on you if you make a few mistakes the first time around, that's all good. 
bring those people in and you have, it's basically like practice, have some really cool conversations. And then once you get your legs onto you, then you start reaching out to the, the, the CEOs and the EFOs and so forth. <laughs> yeah, that's numbers. Ooh. Um, how many episodes um, does each podcast have roughly? I'm not even um, sure. I couldn't tell you the very last podcast that I started is the <laughs> web three history podcast that only has episodes. I, that's, that might be the only one that I know. And that's because I do it in batches of four. So I've only done one batch and this is not the batch that's coming out this <laughs> okay. month in, in August, but I'm not sure what the, I'll, 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 I'll be honest with you. I don't pay attention to the numbers a whole lot. I saw that from my perspective, I feel like it's easy to become consumed mm -hmm. by the numbers and not sort of pay attention to what's really important in the podcasting, yep. which from my perspective is telling great stories. And yeah, the number of downloads that you get can be important because that's mm -hmm. a metric to tell you whether or not people are liking your podcast or not. But I, for me, it's really more important to, to put out a story that, that people will, that, that a story that will resonate with people and a story that makes the guests feel good about themselves and something that they want to share mm -hmm. with their friends and family members and not necessarily so much about how many people download that, that podcast. But I'll tell you overall, I do know that we're approaching right. maybe about 70,000 downloads right now. And uh, so that's a milestone. I think we'll, when, when I get to, if it ever, and it, hopefully it will, when we get to that, that'll be pretty exciting. Yeah. Um, at, at, yeah, at the point Jay about numbers, I heard from so many people don't, don't obsess over downloads, don't obsess over listenerships. Um, just care about getting as many episodes as possible. Um, I think you mentioned it took about what, six, six months for your podcast, was it 12 months? Uh, but so before that, the, I'm assuming the list are not that high. So you reach like sort of like a milestone or started going yeah, up. I would um, say, yeah, yeah well, it what was your experience? started work going a lot better after the six month mark. And then at the 12 month mark, I felt pretty proud of it and started, and that's okay. why I shared one post about, about how far we had gotten and how well it was going. But like in, in terms of what was that marker specifically, I don't know if it necessarily had anything to do with the number of episodes. I think it was more so about how well I was able to mm -hmm. communicate what the podcast was about. I had started getting into the habit of meeting a whole lot okay. more people. Okay. I think podcasting just allowed for me to be a bit more confident. And I started using LinkedIn to just reach out to a whole lot more people and ask them okay. about their stories. And so I got to the point where I was meeting three to five people a day, three to five new people every day on LinkedIn, having those meetings. And I treat each wow. of those meetings as if they were like little mini podcasts. We weren't recording or anything. But I go really deep into their story and ask mm -hmm. them tons of questions and everyone loves talking about themselves. So everyone was, was happy to participate in the conversation. In fact, I feel like most times I didn't say anything <laughs> about the podcast, but they'd go to my LinkedIn profile afterwards and they'd see the podcast right. there and, and then that allowed for them to go and check it out. And, and many people would share it afterwards, but I think it's having those interactions and just being really nice to people and trying to find out their stories. That's what drove a whole people to the podcast and allowed for them to share with others. Wow. That's amazing. And, and Jay, I think you also mentioned like you have a lot 
personally from hosting those podcasts. I'm sure like, you know, for example, hosting a podcast can be time consuming and you're not really like paying yourself as well because you, you enjoy doing it, right? I'm just have yeah. been for you personally so because it's only been like less than two years. A bit more well-known. One of the things that hap that's happened to me is I've been able to be on a lot of stages to talk about podcasting, to talk about Web3 and what's happening in the blockchain space. And that's been just a super amazing experience that I know I would never have had if it wasn't for podcasting, if it wasn't mm -hmm. for my ability to create really good content that people like and can see and they, they and resonates with them. So yeah, it's about being becoming more visible. And when mm -hmm. you're more visible, then you have more conversations with people. It opens up doors for business opportunities and for job opportunities and and to build strategic relationships. If you're in business, that's really what it's about, right? Yeah. So okay, that's amazing. So Jay, let's talk topic. Because I know like you picked uh, Web3 as one of your latest like shows topic. Mick, um, how did you come across that? Like, uh, tell us a little no, bit more about your thought process. The shows, I definitely didn't think of myself as an expert. I had been involved in crypto from in the early days, but just sort of on the sidelines, I won some Bitcoin cash from mm -hmm. Roger Veer back in, I think 2015 or 2016. Roger Veer is the person who is the guy behind Bitcoin cash and Bitcoin cash is a variant of Bitcoin. And that sort of allowed me to get into the whole space and I'm trading and I followed the whole trend through ICO, boom and bust and DeFi and NFTs and now Web3 and the metaverse. But I didn't consider my, myself to be an expert. The topic just sort of made sense because I saw that there was a need for that type of content. At the time, there weren't a whole lot of other Web3 blockchain related podcasts. No, there are. No, there are thousands of them. <laughs> but at the time, <laughs> not so many, and <laughs> yeah. it, it just made sense. I knew enough about the topic to be able to have conversations with people who I did, I would invite onto the show. And I think that's all you really need. You don't need to be an expert. Mm -hmm. You just need to know enough about it to be able to keep the conversation going or to at right. least be able to ask intelligent questions so that the audience would be able to get some of the conversation, mm -hmm. but then also the guests feels like the time was worthwhile. Yeah. Uh, and do you think Jay, like a, a, po a new podcast, should like a, a founder, let's say that is thinking about launching a new podcast, should that podcast be in its own ways? Because for example, it's definitely good to be able to stand out and for people to know that your podcast is different somehow. But the, the truth is there are so many people who mm -hmm. listen to podcasts and so many different podcasts that. I don't know if you necessarily have to be like unique. You're, you're, the thing that makes you different could just be your target market. Like maybe you target Canada versus most podcasts target the United States. Or if you're in a country that's not in North mm -hmm. America, that's even better. If there, there are lots of developing countries, developing markets for podcasts. So South America, Southeast Asia, yeah. and in, in Europe as well. So if you've got a podcast that's specifically targeted at that population, it might be okay for you to take a strategy that you already see is working with someone else and just sort of bring it into that market. The other thing that I've posted about and tried to talk to a lot of people about is most podcasts are in English. And it's kind of sad because it's sort of like bittersweet because a lot of my podcasts are ranking in international countries. I am like top 100 in 
South Korea and Brazil and Japan and places like that, Nigeria, they speak English in Nigeria, but you know, Brazil, South Korea, Japan, where it doesn't a hundred percent make sense mm-hmm. that they would listen to my podcast because you know, well, I, it, it's in English and it's for a North American audience for the most part. But when you think about it, you, w- what's actually happening mm-hmm. is that there aren't a lot of people who are making those type types of podcasts for them in their local language. And so they then have to go out and yep. find that information from somewhere else, from someone else. But if there mm-hmm. was some enterprising person who decided, hey, I can do the same thing in my language, in Spanish, in, in Portuguese, in Japanese, then it, they, they would certainly do well. Yeah. I think that's just pretty interesting. Like these your, some of your episodes are yeah. and it, it doesn't happen often. Yeah. It happens. There, there's one wow. podcast <laughs> where there's one of those podcasts where we haven't done an episode in maybe a month or two because we're re- revamping it and trying to mm-hmm. bring it back and, and do something a little different. It's still in the top 100 in South Korea mm-hmm. and it just, it doesn't make any sense to me. Like, <laughs> why are they still listening to this podcast? That's not producing any new episodes. And it's because you, it, they have to find that information from somewhere. Wow. Yeah. That's, that's truly amazing. I like, you really think monetization comes in, right? It's because like your, your content that you're making spreading to everywhere in the world. Um, I actually have people reaching out to me from, you know, I think, I think Colombia, I think South Africa, um, from, from people, from places I wouldn't expect because my, I think my audiences are primarily North American facing, as you said, as well. Um, so I think it's, it's true, Jay. I think if, if, if you are listening to this podcast, you're a podcast and if you have a niche, a language that you can speak and be brilliant, I think that's the way to go. Um, um, so that's, so Jay, talk us more about your journey podcast. Um, and I think, I think we have, we know that you're, uh, yeah, I think my passion is, and has always been tech. A few years mm-hmm. ago, I was the guy who I was in IT. I was the guy who crawled onto your desk and connected wires and was in the dirty wiring closets <laughs> and doing all that stuff. Yeah. I love technology. And I think that's what really drew me into web three and the, what I'm really doing right now is trying to build a learn to earn podcast platform where someone can listen to Mm -hmm. a podcast and at the end of the episode, there's a little three question quiz. They answer the questions, right? They get a few tokens, maybe it's an NFT, maybe it's some crypto, but the idea is they're incentivized to not just listen to the podcast, but actively engage with it and pay attention to what's happening. So would Mm -hmm. love for that podcast player to be curated. So we talked a bit about how some of these bigger podcast players have millions of podcasts, but a lot of those podcasts are dead and that they don't produce any new episodes, mm-hmm. but these podcast players, they don't yep. clean those podcasts out. They just leave it all there and it's all clogged up and becomes real, a really daunting task for new podcast listeners to find great content. Initially, you've got to weed through all of these different episodes and podcasts to, to find the one that really resonates with you. So the idea is to create something that's curated with just the really best podcast in a particular area. And it, it, actually that area is web three. So the really best podcast and incentivize people so that they something by listening to the podcast as well. So what's your, what's your vision, Jay, like for the podcast? 
Like, are you looking to launch more podcasts or for the next? Yeah, like, I definitely years? want to keep making podcasts, but I also, I've been dedicating a lot mm -hmm. more time to helping other people to launch their podcasts because I recognize that it was sort of intuitive to me to figure out how podcasts work. And that might just be from my technical background. It just made sense. Actually, my first job mm -hmm. out of school was as a photographer and videographer. So switching mm -hmm. from video to audio, it was like a seamless transition and having the technical background and being able to figure out how to put all those elements together to create a podcast just made sense to me. But I recognize that it doesn't necessarily make sense to a lot of other people. There's some people who I am helping now who have really big followings on Twitter and they do Twitter spaces all the time, but then still have some difficulty with figuring, well, how do I go from a Twitter space, which is almost like a podcast, mm -hmm. it's on the line. It's almost that, like, how do yeah. I push it across the goal line and turn that Twitter space into an actual podcast? And so I've been spending a lot more time just educating folks and helping them to get going. And I think that's going to be going to play a lot more into what I do is helping other people to get going. One of the things that I talk about a lot and I've posted about is just the explosion of podcasting and audio podcasts in particular, I think in the next year or so are really going to take, take the reins from video. We know that mm -hmm. video has been king for a long time. You've seen lots of platforms switch to video content, whether it's IG reels, TikToks, YouTube shorts. Yep. They're all sort of moving in this short form video format, but I think podcasts and audio are going to eventually take over from that. There's one stat that I'm familiar with that came out recently that says that most people who listen, who watch YouTube videos actually <laughs> engage with those videos with the video off. Like they're only consuming the audio, either the video right. is in the background and they're doing some work in the foreground or the video or that they're not actually at the computer there. They've walked away and they're doing some other job, some other task, and they're only consuming mm -hmm. the audio. And uh, podcasts are really made for that task, multitasking. Lots of people listen to podcasts while they're driving, or so while they're commuting, or while they're at the gym, or while they're doing some type of... And there's just been this, this explosion of people who've recognized that podcasting as a, a form of entertainment or a form of education is really conducive to their multitasking lifestyle. Yeah. And I think the, the, there are lots of people who have some really cool things to say, and mm -hmm. it's important for them to understand how they can create audio podcasts for, for audiences who, who need to have that information. Yeah. And I think I just got inspired by it for one more question. Um, I, I think there's a great debate, Jay, in terms of the podcast length, right? I think there are some podcasts. That's just like very short, 20 minutes long, or maybe 30 minutes long. Some podcasts are like a little bit longer, for example, 15, 15 minutes or an hour and I pay for longer time that because someone's driving or in the subway, they want. Yeah, actually, that's a good point. There, I saw some data recently that says that most new podcasters are creating really short podcasts. So under 15 minutes mm -hmm. and those podcasts are actually doing very well. Some of my favorite podcasts are actually under 15 minutes and I think the under 15 minute category works if you, if you already, if, if two ways, if you're doing content daily. So if you do a daily podcast, you mm -hmm. can just do a few minutes, like eight minutes, 10 minutes. And the person is able to get that information from you every day. So actually 
eight minutes times five days, that's 40 minutes altogether. It's the same as doing like a 40 minute podcast once a week. The other way that it works is if you already create content, like if you write a blog, if you do, mm -hmm. if you've got an archive of written textual blog content, you can easily turn those blogs into a really short podcast mm -hmm. and just sort of read directly from the paper and share that information with your audience. And that can be, that can work out really well it, because it helps you to, you don't necessarily have to search your mind to come up with new content all the time. It's really easy to just sting content in and turn it into something new. So yeah. I'd say if, if you were starting out, definitely try for the, the shorter podcast format. Mm -hmm. uh, I also want to ask about frequency. Uh, there's so many debates on that. As well. Yeah, it's really up to you. It's, it's what you feel comfortable doing. If you want to do it daily, if you have the content and you have the patience and you have the time to do a daily podcast, absolutely go for it. At the end of the day, podcasting should, you should be doing it because you enjoy doing it and it makes you feel happy and feel good about yourself. If you want to do that every day, I'd say, go ahead and do it. Monthly podcasts are kind of tough because mm -hmm. it's tough to keep people engaged from month to month. So if you only have an episode in August and then you don't have another one again until September, what's happening in between those two days that allows for the listener to remember who you are, remember what the podcast is about. Mm -hmm. So, so that can be a, a little tough. So I'd probably say the sweet spot is usually every week or every couple of days and that there's enough content to keep them coming back regularly, but not too much content where they feel overwhelmed. One of the things that I've been thinking about a lot lately in terms of there being too much content is for the most part, if you find a part, a new podcast that you like, it's probably at like episode 50 or episode 100, mm -hmm, right? Mm -hmm, yep. And the issue there is you may love episode 100, but you don't have 99 hours to listen to the entire back catalog. And so as podcasters, oftentimes we make content that our audience will never hear. Mm -hmm. it's, it's the unfortunate fact of it. They just don't have the time to go back through and listen to all the other things that, that we've done. And so I've been noticing that a lot more people, instead of doing these open-ended podcasts that just continue on and on, mm -hmm. what they're doing is podcast and mini series, mm -hmm. which are like four to six episodes that are themed around one particular topic. And each episode is kind of short so that someone can sit down on, let's say a Saturday afternoon and just binge, listen to the entire thing, get all the information that they have to get about that topic, just sort of ingest it and move on with their life. And then maybe the podcaster will come back three or six months later and they'll update the episodes with like a notch of of four to six episodes and, and that get the information. Yeah. And I think I'm glad you mentioned about consistency, Jay, like uh, how, yeah, yeah. You should definitely be as consistent as possible in two things, both in the frequency, as well as in the topic that you're covering. Mm -hmm. Topic is pretty important because if you imagine someone finds your podcast today and you're talking about technology and they love you for the tech talk, mm -hmm. and then they come back the next week and you're talking about marketing and it just completely throws them off and they don't understand. And so that, that might be the thing that, that pushes them to another podcast because they're not into marketing. So it's important to, to maintain the topic, mm -hmm. but then in terms of the frequent, yes, people are going to be showing up at the regular frequency rate to, to get the episodes from you. It's okay. If you miss some time, I think you, what's important is 
you really just have to let the audience know. If you're going on a break, lots of podcasters take the summer off mm -hmm. and they just have an episode that says, hey, everyone, this is going to be the last episode for the next month because, you know, I'm traveling with the family or doing something, something is happening. So I just want to thank you all for listening so far. And we'll be back in four weeks on this date. And I look forward to connecting with you all again. Just something really short like that, just to let the audience know what's about them. Mm -hmm. And people, you know, they're, they're forgiving. They'll, they'll remain loyal, loyal fans. Yeah. I say just jump right into it. Get, give it a try. There's lots of, lots of advice that you can find online. Lots of people talk about, you know, what it's like to start their own podcast. You can find it on, on social media, on YouTube, on, if you Google it, you find lots of blogs about it. it. It's gotten to the point where it's fairly simple to get started. Lots of people sort of get caught up in, oh, I need a camera. I need the right microphone. I gotta be in the right environment and all that stuff. Actually, you can get a podcast going with just your phone, just your smartphone mm -hmm. and no other piece of equipment. I know lots of people who record their entire podcast with their smartphone, their earbuds, mm -hmm. their microphone earbuds on a phone, and they're just recording it in their closet because the closet is a nice place for sound isolation. Mm -hmm. And so just in the most low tech way that you can <laughs> imagine. So yeah, just jump right in, get, give it a shot. Give it a chance and record one or two episodes, share it with your friends and your family members and your colleagues, see what they think, get some advice from them and, and just keep it going. It's like anything else where the more you do it, the better you'll get it. Oh yeah, for sure. So you can find me anywhere on social media as Podmaster J, Podmaster J like Jam Master J. You can find me on LinkedIn. LinkedIn is actually where I spend most of my time, J Harris. And if you want to check out the podcast, you can go to web3podcastnetwork.xyz and you can see all of the podcasts that, that we've got listed there. I'm also willing to help anyone who wants to start a podcast to, to get going. Just hit me up on LinkedIn and we can have a quick conversation about what you're trying to accomplish and uh, we, we can get it done together. Yep. Uh, so yeah, def definitely open to, to helping people. I think that's amazing. Yeah. And, and Jay, just for my, um, our listeners, Jay's also my podcast coach as well. So Jay's been helping me a lot into making Builders Build possible. Um, so thanks so much, Jay, for coming on today and giving us your thoughts about podcasting. I think it's such an important topic about communications, about getting your word out, especially in like, you know, a world, a world today where email marketing or other forms of marketing are depreciating quickly, right? And sales methods are depreciating quickly. I really recommend every founder to consider seriously about launching their own podcast in the most minimal way possible. So thanks so much again, Jay, for coming to the show. Thanks for having me, buddy. Builders Build, a Bluemex podcast, is hosted by George Poo and does not constitute a recommendation for any organization, product, or service. For more Builders Build content subscribe where you get your podcasts and visit bloomx.io to join us on Discord.